Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny for Monday, December the 13th, 2021. I'm your host and author of the book, Destiny Awaits, The Pouring Out of Wisdom for Humanity to Drink, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you from Owings Mills, Maryland. And this broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds, LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny. We are super excited this evening about being with you and to be able to share love and wisdom with the desire to uplift, inspire, motivate, and empower you to live a more peace-filled, joyful, and loving life. You can receive and download this podcast via iTunes or anywhere you receive your podcast. You can also receive it via my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, and also follow us on Twitter at least 101 that's L-Y-S-E-101. If you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business, you can send a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net, or via my Facebook page, facebook.com, forward slash a date with destiny 101 also make sure you stay tuned to the very end because i have a really great message to share uh, that i believe will bless you going into the new year so once again we are excited to be able to share with our listeners information from people of all walks of life that we believe will inspire motivate and empower you In just a few short months, we will be celebrating our 10th year anniversary of broadcasting A Date with Destiny. Yay, 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 yay. We're excited. Yes, 10 years. Wow. And this year has been absolutely amazing. I don't know about you, but for me, it went by so fast. Like, we are at the end of 2021. Here, um... While being at the end of the year, deep into the holiday season, this is actually my last live show of the year. So this one is special, very special to me, because it happens to be on the birthday of the woman who is responsible for the woman that I am today, my late grandmother, Reverend Isabel Dorsey. So happy heavenly birthday, my mom. I love and I miss you. 
So once again, on the last live show of the season, we have another amazing show. And to help me close out the season with a bang is a phenomenal person who I have come to admire for the work that she is doing. She's the founder and president of Row House Publishing, Rebecca Baruki. Rebecca Bex Baruki, she, they, is a mother to five, self-help and children's author, and the founder and president of Row House, Wheat Penny Press, Row House's children's imprint, and the WPP Little Readers Big Change Initiative. Row House Publishing is an independent publisher that is on a mission. And when I say it's on a mission, it's on a mission to support diverse communities within the book publishing industry. Rebecca felt compelled to set up Row House after leaving her previous publisher on in October of 2020, where she was an author and mentor for other black and brown writers. Since 2009, Rebecca has run an online wellness advocacy space through her Bex Life platform. She has also served on the Yoga Alliance Equity Task Force and as a mentor for Hay House's Diverse Women Initiative. Rebecca is driven by a commitment to make wellness tools available to all and to help others recover the liberation stolen from them by white supremacy. She lives with her family in New Jersey. So, a date with destiny, without further ado, would like to welcome Rebecca Baruki to the show. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for coming. Um, I know that you are a very busy woman. And when I said, I thought I was a busy woman, but I think you got me beat. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative. We all have our versions of busy, so it's quite yes, all right. I'm trying to get less busy, for sure. Yeah, well, same here, same here. So, again, I just really uh, want you to know how much we appreciate you taking the time out and just sharing with us today because um, you, you know, since I discovered, and I'm not saying that, you know, like I'm just a big discoverer or whatever, but when I came across your information um, a while back, I'm like, this woman is amazing. And I got so excited. I'm like, I have to send her a message, you know. Um, And it was just... um, your story is just very inspiring, and that's what we do here on A Date with Destiny. We inspire, motivate, encourage, and empower our listeners by having people such as yourself come on the show and share a piece of your journey with us. Um, and I know we don't have a lot of time together, and I have so much I want to fit into our conversation. And if I don't <laughs> get it all in, hopefully you will come back and we can continue sure. our talk. Um, so first... Sure. I want to let everyone know that Rebecca is the real deal, okay? And when I say the real deal, like we used to say, I might be dating myself here, but we used to say back in the day, the real deal, Holyfield, that's her, Ah, Rebecca, okay? (laughs) Yes, yes, she is. Um, I reached out to her. So a real quick short story. I reached out to her um, via email just last week to tell her I wanted to have a phone chat because I had something that I wanted to verbally share. And I kid you not, about 10 seconds after I hit the send button, my phone rang and it was her. 
And that was so yeah. unexpected. Like, and for me, that solidified it all. Like at that moment, this person that I discovered via social media and fell in love with what she was doing, but more importantly, who she was. And I tell you, when my phone rang and she was on the other end, I was talking so fast that I verbally had to tell myself <laughs> to slow down <laughs> because oh. I was just, you know, I started talking and stumbling over my words, which I never do, um, that I didn't even recognize my own self. I'm like, wait a minute, Lisa, slow down. Just, just, just get it, get it together. Um, but I really wasn't expecting her to call me that quickly. So I didn't even have a time to like adequately, you know, form my thoughts into something coherent because I had so much to say and I have, we're going to, you know, get through a lot in this show because I really want people to know um, the things that you're doing and how you arrived at this point in time in your life. So to begin. Well, I'll tell you though. Okay. I want to. I, I want to add to that story though, because you know it was. I think you know we're here for human connection, and we're here yeah. to um, you know be in community with each other. And also, there's no time like the present, right? Yeah. So if yeah. we're gonna do a thing, we just gotta do the thing. I'll see you too. Oh my goodness! See. Uh, see? Here's a person after my own heart. I mean, because I don't let any grass grow into my seed either. Um, and when I find somebody else that's like on it, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, we got to connect. <laughs> we yeah. have got to connect. Yeah. Um, so to begin, I want to go through the whole process of how Row House came about and what led you to create it. Um, you probably get tired of repeating the process and talking about, you know, the other publishing company that you came from, but it is an <laughs> yeah. integral part of your story and, um, and how you birthed your business. Well, you know, there's so many different ways to, to start this story because I'm asked a lot about the origin stories of Row House, and it could be, mm -hmm. you know, I could start with my ancestors coming over on boats, some in chains, mm -hmm. some willingly, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds mm -hmm. of years ago. I could start with the community that I grew up in, the actual row house that I grew up in in Roebling, New Jersey, where mm. I had the most lovely neighbors, um, you know, a diverse, uh, multi-ethnic immigrant community of people who really looked out for each other and took care of each other, uh, most notably uh, a neighbor that we call Aunt Kathy, who actually just sent me a Christmas card today, who wow. kind of took me and my little sister under her wing at 25 years old because she saw that my parents were struggling financially, you know, with their mental health, a lot of different mm -hmm. things. So she gave mm -hmm. us Christmas and vacations and all that. And yeah. then, you know, growing up and, and having the opportunity to be an author published by a big house, the dream place that I wanted to be, yeah. started by Louise yeah. Hay, you know, mm -hmm. and not even ever imagining myself to be in that position and to be so grateful as, uh, you know, to be called a Hay House author. But then mm. noticing, noticing, um, not quickly, because I was treated very well there, and, you know, we can get more into why, but noticing that um, they weren't about my people. They weren't about mm -hmm. my community. They weren't about the black and brown folks that I care so much about and invest so much of my time, energy, and, and love into. And um, noticing that and then feeling compelled to leave. And yeah. if it wasn't for the beautiful community that I've been able to 
cultivate and be a part of for the, you know, decade plus of me being in wellness, I wouldn't have had that invitation by my business partner, Kristen McGinnis, who says, you know, why don't you just start your own thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he texted me, mm-hmm. why don't you just start your own hay house, your own publishing house? And while I don't mm-hmm. want to start another hay house, I wanted to create something different. It was an invitation yeah. that was unexpected, but also yeah. um, I think, uh, you know, very welcome. And um, I'm glad that she, I'm glad that she, sent that out to me and like, you know, conspired with the universe to make me do something great. So yeah. it's been, it's been an interesting 43 year long journey <laughs> that's mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. accelerated over this past uh, 12 months that, you yeah. know, we, we named it, we named it Row House Publishing and really, you know, went into business and, and called other people, called other people into our, our mission. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that's what attracted me to you. Um, and I think I shared that with you because I dreamed, I also dreamed of being a Hay House author back in the day. Mm-hmm. I was in love with Hay House. Um, Louise Hay, I know her story. I've read her books. I mean, like, you know, it was just, it's, it's every, to me, every person who is a motivational like speaker, writer, whatever, you know, Hay House was the thing. You want to, yeah. Who wouldn't want to be a Hay House author, right? And so I yeah. remember, um, you know, like I, I shared with you, um, looking out at the different types of seminars that they would promote and so on and so forth. And I kid you not, like I wasn't seeing a whole lot of people that looked like me. And so I started yeah. kind of like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Don't we have a message? Like, don't we have a voice? Like, what is going on? And so I reached out, and of course, I didn't get like a, you know, huge response, which I, which I knew that I wouldn't. But um, when I ran into your story, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person is like, you know, sounds like me. But you actually had mm-hmm. an opportunity to be within and to see the goings on and so on and so forth, which mm-hmm. propelled you. And see, you know, everything has a purpose and a reason. You know that, right? I know you know mm-hmm. that. And so by you yeah. being there, that's why you're here now where you are, where you're supposed to be. Because oh, I, I don't... said that I had to I had to walk into Hay House to yeah. become the woman that could leave. Yes, that right. was the whole story. Because yeah. the the woman that walked in, you know, who was so grateful to be there, and rightly yeah. so, like they gave me an opportunity, and I and they published two books of mine that I that I love, and I'm so happy to have written. But yeah. I was someone who didn't know my value. I'm yeah. someone who didn't understand the impact that I can make on the world. I'm someone who didn't understand, even though I experienced beautiful community, I didn't I didn't know that it would be that that would you know, help me to change the world. I needed to be in real community, real sisterhood. It wasn't something that could be bought or traded. It it really needed to be real. So, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I'll say, like, I have Louise Hay. I have the first edition of her first book, um, Mm -hmm. You Can Heal Your Life. It was my mother. Mm -hmm. I have it sitting on my shelf now. She was an imperfect Mm -hmm. human that created something imperfect, but a lot of people came out of it. So I still honor, I honor that legacy and the blessings that were bestowed upon me. But and but and but and <laughs> we need to also recognize where there is fault, where there is harm being done, where mm-hmm. there is room for you know a lot of improvement. I you know I tell people that if Black liberation is the goal, there have been people that are wiser, smarter, stronger, more resilient than us that have been fighting this fight for 400 years, and we're not there yet. So the journey is imperfect. The work is imperfect, but we have to keep going. 
So, you know, I don't regret my time there. I'm grateful, but it was time to move on. And I do believe that uh, publishing in general has to do better. Absolutely. And I like it when you said transparency is the key to disrupting this cycle of inequality. And it starts Mm -hmm. with paying people what they are worth. I love that quote. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love, and I love that. I'll correct myself then. I'm sorry. I'll correct myself because I think. Because I, there's that that phrase that's thrown around about paying people what they're worth, and I and I want to I want to change those words because we should we have to pay for the work, right? Like people yeah. aren't paid for. We we need to leave that concept behind. Like yeah. we are not objects to be bought and traded and and that's sold. True. And um, you know, it's it's really like the value of the work. It wasn't even being seen, which is so interesting because our entire culture, especially American culture, and then the world culture follows America. It really is built upon black and brown culture. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the work wasn't being, well, it's not interesting. It's what we've seen, but it, yeah. it isn't being valued in a way where it actually mm-hmm. benefits the creators. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not at all. And, and the fact, again, that you stepped out of your comfort zone and created an opportunity for black and brown authors to, you know, have their voices heard. Um, It's just amazing to me because that's what's needed. Like that is what's needed. So um, you also, you know, girl, let me tell you, when I did my homework, I did my homework. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. So you also said um, the accountability is really about mm-hmm. shedding the light on what's dark and how game-changing it can mm-hmm. be when you intend to be inclusive. Oh, my goodness. What? Yes. That's yeah, I mean, right accountability there. is mm-hmm. key. Yes, yeah. it's a foundational aspect of, of Row House Publishing. You know, aside from the leadership, you know, me as president and Kristen McGinnis as vice president, we have four women of color who are also authors with us who serve on what we call the Publishing Council we have made mm-hmm. them faith investors, so we've given them each 5% equity in the company in exchange for their wisdom. And it's basically, mm-hmm. you know, it's a publishing council, but they're there to hold us accountable to help yeah. us to create um, inclusive hiring practices, acquisition practices, and, you know, call us out if it, if it need be. We have a policy of not asking people or, or demanding people to uh, sign non-disparagement clauses. Like, if we are doing wrong, please tell on us, right? Even mm-hmm. publicly, it's all right. We hope that we're friends and you'll come to us first, but like, please, like, call, right, us, right. call us in, whatever. Yeah. Um, because we think that that's the way to, to really uh, create, it's again, it lends itself to that transparency. Like, people need to, to not only hear about what you're doing, but they need to see it. They need to witness it up close for them to believe you and um, for yeah. them to want to co-conspire. Do you know how refreshing that is? Like, do you really? I mean, it feels good to say. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good. Oh my gosh! You you know you're doing it. Say that again. Yeah, I'm doing it with a lot of help. Yeah, well, and you know what, and that's the thing, like, um, because I know that when you, well, this is what I believe. I I believe that when you decided to finally step out, you may have had a vision of what you wanted it to look like, but until we do Mm -hmm. it, until we're in the game, we really don't know what it's going to look like, right? No, no, no. You know, the saying, it's like we make plans and God laughs, and I really feel like that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I made plans that were too small, 
I mean, mm-hmm. though way too small. What's happened over the past year is beyond my uh, imagination. You know, the money we've raised, the um, the amazing people that have come in and, and raised their hands, the authors um, raised their hands to help us uh, for free. You know, we have free legal uh, assistance, and we have the most amazing mentors in terms of finance. And it's just, it's been, it's been a miracle, but it's also been a real practice and manifestation over the course of many, many, many years of building those real relationships and and including people in your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Planting those seeds, planting those seeds. And I talk about that all the time. And I talk about manifest, you know, manifestation people, like when they hear that, they're, they're thinking it's so cliche-ish and they don't really, (laughs) you know, take it seriously. And I'm like, no, right. You know, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, said one of my favorite quotes by him, he said, you don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. And literally, right. when, you know which, when you know that you know that you know what it is you want mm-hmm. to do, and it's not until you really know and what you, that you're sure, the universe will then conspire to help you get it. But until that point, you, you know, it's not going to step in because if you don't know, how's the universe going to know, Right. Exactly. I'm not, you know, I come from, I come from, you know, Hay House and that world and of spiritual wellness and all of that. And when I say manifest, it has nothing to do with like wishing and praying. I mean, it has a little right. bit to do with like prayer and intention, but it's, right. it's like the, the African proverb, when you pray, move your feet. Yep. You really have to put in the work, and you have to yeah. tell on yourself. You have to tell on your dreams. You have to get people excited with you. You know, my manifestation process is about, you know, putting my dreams out there in the world on a constant basis, vocally, in writing, mm-hmm. and having people come in on it with me. Like, I'm not interested in going this alone. I need lots and lots and lots of help. It takes a lot of help to get yes, this woman up and working and, you yes. know, doing everything I need to do. and. I appreciate yeah. the people that have joined me. Yeah. 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 You've been really blessed and you're going to continue to be blessed. Um, and, and like they say, faith without works is dead. So you can pray and yeah. all that. But at the same time, like you said, you've got to write it down. You've got to make it plain. You've got to do your vision. Whatever it is that you have to do to visualize, do it. And I always, like when I bring people on the show, I love talking about this part right here simply because I want people to get this. Like, I really want you to hear it. You know, we walk around a lot, uh, you know, being depressed and sad and this, you know, well, why can't, you know, I have that? Why, whatever happened to her, what's happening to her, you know, where's my, how come my dream is not coming true? Well, Mm -hmm. you have to put the work in. Like, just visualizing is work. You know, to me it's fun, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's an action. You have to take some action, <laughs> you know. Um, and there's so, also, mm-hmm. yeah, there's also a lot of beauty, though, in accepting that, you know, everything that we want may not be for us. Right. And I think I spent a lot of time in that space of envy or ask, yeah. or just asking, you know, why, why can't I have this too? And mm-hmm. I'm grateful I'm grateful for the opportunities to, you know, work hard for all those things and the blessings that I had from the hard work, but there's a lot of truth in there's a, you know, there's people that can work as hard as they want for as long as they can and mm-hmm. not, um, not reap the rewards that they're seeking or what someone else might get because of privilege, because of yes. racism, because of ableism and all the other things. So I really, I think that there's a path for us to be great, for each one of yeah. us to be great. 
but it takes yeah. it takes community and and helping each other and yeah. also recognizing our own personal strengths and that we are individuals that are going to be individually blessed and challenged. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it always gives you, you know, um, the universe always gives you what you put out. So because you're such a phenomenal person, and when I say a phenomenal person, I'm, I'm not talking about being perfect or, you know, mm-hmm. being better than anybody else or worse than anybody else. I'm just talking about someone who has host genuine, their heart is pure. Like, you know, you really, really like helping people. Um, I saw one of your videos where you talked about, and I want you to talk about this a little bit. I saw one of, of your videos okay. where you talk about um, pay what you can coaching. What? Pay what mm-hmm. you can coaching. Talk talk about that a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, that's really exciting. Um, I'm actually partnered with this really beautiful organization uh, called Silver Lining Action Plan, and they help small businesses all over the world. And they have worked very, very hard and been blessed with a grant to allow um, them to bring in mentors like me and to to coach. Um, I'm coaching a cohort of authors and publishers or aspiring authors and publishers, black and brown folks, um, predominantly women at this point in my cohort. But, yeah, it's pay what you can. And when they say pay what you can, it's really like if it's a dollar, it's whatever is going to make you feel like you have made some kind of commitment, made some kind of effort, mm-hmm. but the amount of mm-hmm. money doesn't matter. Um, mm. But then even before that, when I was doing my coaching, it was it's, the most important thing for me is that, that people's stories get told because we've been told yeah. one narrative for so long, um, yep. one very homogenous whitewashed narrative. So, you know, I've always made my coaching accessible because it's, it's a beautiful thing for me. And I think that the biggest gratification well beyond money for real is being able yeah. to co-create these stories and see people have their, their books come to life. Um, so I love coaching. I love it. I'm I'm semi-retired. I'm doing this this cohort, but I'm semi-retired because I've moved on to the publishing game like full time. But um, uh-huh. it is a beautiful thing to be able to mentor, and I encourage everyone if they can to to mentor someone else in whatever you whatever you know, whatever you're good at. It's very rewarding. Yeah, and that's right there, right there. That's why you're getting the help that you need to continue to build your business because you give so much. And now it's like your harvest is coming in. You know, you, you planted the seeds, you continue to plant seeds, and now it's time to reap your harvest. You just go, go with your bad self. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am so I mean, excited I believe you. it. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting because like so many people come to me and they see me now. I have a well-established business. I'm able to support my family with it. I have a large family of five children. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter's getting married. Like we have oh, a lot going on over here. Thank you. So it's <laughs> it's a very abundant life. But I, you know, there was a time when I had I was a single mom of three, standing in the food stamp line. I still have my. EBT card and my government ID <laughs> I shared it on mm-hmm. social media recently. Like, I know what it's like not to have. I know what it's like to work. I know what it's like to work and not reap the rewards and yes. still be struggling and struggling. So it's um it's been a really, really beautiful journey to to plant those seeds in genuine effort to make friendships and relationships. I'm always getting I'm always getting asked like, how do you network and how do I get these contacts? And I'm like I actually have no strategy for that. You right. just got to go out and be a friend. You just got to, yeah. I mean, like, really, if you want friends, you got to be a friend. If you want good business, you got to do good business. That's, mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. will remember you. 
Girl, say that will. louder for the people in the back. What? That? Yes. Yeah, I will please. tell you the story. I can't say I can't say names yet because okay. this person has not revealed their story. But our largest investor is a hundred thousand dollar investor. Um, they're very grateful. I thought it was a typo when I got the number, oh and God. I can say that she's a black woman. Uh-huh. And that hundred thousand dollars came from a gift of a million dollars that was given to her. And what? what's so beautiful about this story is that. 10% of your net, like, no one's out here trying to give away 10% of, like, their new wealth, their net, their old wealth. Anything. Yes. And she got this gift that was really going to bless her and allow her to go and live the life that she wanted. And she got it from a virtual stranger that was, that admired her and loved her work. And, you know, she was struggling financially and all that. And this really, really, really blessed her. But she said, what is a blessing if I can't bless? my oh sibling. My what is the blessing yes. if I can't leave all my homies with me, right? <laughs> so yes. she then in turn came and invested in Row House. And I mean, that's, it was just like this incredible, and, and I'll tell you though, she did it because there was a time when I was offered a very beautiful opportunity to help co-lead, and it was a lucrative opportunity to co-lead this workshop, and it was, it was centered around anti-racism, and I am a very, very light-skinned ambiguously presenting biracial woman, my father's black, mm-hmm. my mother's white, I knew that it was not my place to stand in that space and take that money or, or take that role. And I knew that it would, it would be better, the people would be better served by someone who, A, does this work for real, mm-hmm. and also someone that they're not used to seeing as very, I would say, palatable by society standards. So right. I recommended this woman. She stepped into the role. This was a while ago. And um, she remembered that. And she's like, you did it without saying anything. You did it without, you know, like you just passed it. You just passed it along. And um, that's what people remember you for, right? Like just yeah. doing the thing. And I only tell this story because I want to make the point about how great she is and why she did it. Yeah, too bad but you can't reveal um, the name yet, darn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, she'll tell the story one day. She'll tell it one day. Yeah, but that is so phenomenal. So I'm hoping that everybody is hearing this um, because you share, you just um, unpacked so much, especially when you shared, like, your humble beginnings. Um, You didn't have, Mm -hmm. you weren't born with a silver spoon. You weren't born with, quote, unquote, privilege. You know, you just kept putting one foot in front of the other and being genuine. That is so important, too, being authentic. Being kind, you know, still dreaming and having that 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 desire to do whatever it is that you wanted to do, and you made it happen, like just because you're you. Well, I mean, I, people- I, mean I, I say that I do have a lot of privilege. Like I said, you know, like I walk with light skin privilege. I well, have, okay. you know, I'm able to. Look, I'm safe every single day. I live in a safe neighborhood. I have a warm bed. I had, even though we didn't have a lot, you know, I did grow up in poverty, but my parents loved me. I was very, very well loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was always told that, like, I could be great. I always knew, like, my creator loved me. Like, I have a lot of privilege and security and love and family. So that's, um, that's not lost on me. It's not, okay. you know, I, I know how I got here. And, yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard, hard work, but it's also a lot of, like, opportunity to even be able to do that hard work. You know, I, exactly. I'm, not, I'm a non-disabled person. And mm-hmm. it's, for me, 
you know, we all have a certain amount of privilege. Even the mm-hmm. least among us have a certain amount of privilege, and it's how we use that time, talent, and treasure, and we share it amongst ourselves mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to create the wholeness that is the oneness of humanity, right? Like, if we're yeah. all one thing together, one family, we all have these different parts and these different roles, and, and none of us is greater than the other. So I'm just trying yeah. to use what came naturally or easily to me to, yeah. you know, help out my siblings. And that's what but you're doing. So yeah, that's what you're I'm doing. Trying. Tell us about tell us about Wheat Penny Press, the children's books um, portion of your business. So, yeah, Wheat Penny Press is is a very special project of mine that I hold very close to my heart. It is the home of my children's book series. Um, the main character, her name is Zara. She's seven years old. She's a biracial little girl who deals with big messy emotions. She mm-hmm. is very much an autobiographical character growing up. I had mental health struggles when I, that started when I was eight years old. I lived in and out of psychiatric group homes. I was hospitalized uh, for mental health issues very young. And these are the books that I, kind of like a love story to myself, are the books that I needed when I was seven before it all started. Mm-hmm. And they're light and they're beautiful and they impart really beautiful lessons. I think the adults love them even more than the kids most of the time. I get mm-hmm. a lot of messages from parents and teachers and caregivers. And it, they, you know, when I wrote them, I thought that they were lovely. I was rejected by many publishers, even my mm-hmm. own, even my mm-hmm. own after they had published two of my books. They weren't interested. And <laughs> it wasn't until there was a lot of success that they came back around and said, you know what, we might, you know, maybe we could do something with these, of course. Um, But they've been wildly successful, and and what the Zara books have done for me is allow me to give contracts to other authors, other children's books authors that don't have big platforms. So Mm. we have The Day We Found Our Yay by a beautiful Philadelphia creator, Addie Durant, who Mm -hmm. authored and illustrated it. We have The Carnival Prince by Daniel O'Brien, Say It With Me, a dual language picture book by Nancy Torres. We have Senora Sana Sana coming out in 2022. So a lot wow. of beautiful opportunities that were facilitated by, you know, little me, but her name is Zara. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love great. that. So, yeah. I yeah. love that. It's I have a, um, my granddaughter, as a matter of fact, she just turned six, and um, her mother is biracial. Um, and okay. so, you know, I make sure the books that I send her, um, you know, are, are geared towards that so that she can see people who look like herself. Oh, I got to give you these books then. After we're done here, I'm going to get your information. I'm going to get these books because they're really, they're, it's so important to me to show diverse characters, but also written by people who have the experience of those identities because it is a unique experience. But then also having real people. So many children's books, there's there's a statistic um, that, uh, or a study that was done by Lee and Lowe, which is a wonderful children's book publisher, um, that has all kinds of very alarming facts, but one is that there are more books, children's books, with the main character being an animal than all other um, mm. than all other marginalized identities combined. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for me to just for kids to see kids, like real kids. So yes. she deals with her emotions, she deals with self-esteem, she deals with bullies, and um, they're just really great books. I really, really love them. I yeah. love that. So thank you. But um. So I was going to, it was something that was right there um, to ask you, and it just went bloop. 
we were talking about the children's books. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to say. Going back for a second to, to Hay House, um, I just wanted mm-hmm. to kind of share a little bit because um, I, I, I heard you say once that um, they, they mask themselves as healers. Um, Mm -hmm. And they don't think that people of color have value. Mm -hmm. And I actually felt that myself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in in trying to correspond with them as, you know, and a lot of times, like, you know, when you hear their, um, and I'm not downing, I just want people to know, I'm not really trying to, um, put them down because I'm quite sure they have a lot of, great authors that, you know, write for them. They do. Um, People get up on stage. They believe what they're saying um, because Mm -hmm. I've listened to a lot of them. But my whole thing is, you know, why glue a whole market, like a whole, you know, there's a whole other world (laughs) of people that you're missing. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I asked that question and I got the answer. And, and And I'll echo what you said. Um, from you know being on the inside, there are extraordinary people working there. They have yeah. an extraordinarily diverse um, editing staff that mm-hmm. are beautiful people that work really hard to make the best book possible. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I see in my you know in my opinion and a lot of other people that it's become a machine that has put profit before people that it has commodified you know indigenous and black and brown cultures and practices without really understanding the history, without giving credit where credit is due, and not really mm-hmm. valuing it at all. Right. Um, and there are beautiful black and brown authors. In fact, two of my mentees that came out of the Diverse Wisdom Initiative, one contract with Hay House, I had the only winning um, – I there was supposed to be one person that was picked to win the contract, and they gave two of my mentees contracts, Shereen Sun and Asha Frost, who are incredible women that are writing beautiful books, and I begrudge them nothing. I want mm-hmm. them to get their back. I want them to, you know, be successful, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's really, I think that there are, and, and you know, if you're fans of Hay House, maybe you've seen it, there's, there's a lot of white folks that are benefiting from the hard work of others, and they're not mm-hmm. acknowledging that. And, and then on top of that, when they talk about love and light and manifestation, they're not acknowledging the immense amount of privilege that they walk into those practices with. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, mm-hmm. is it love and light? Is it manifestation? Or is it, you know, a trust fund? You right. know, or is it like exactly. your rich partner? There's exactly. all of these other factors that just aren't talked about. And it's important yeah. to have that context. You can still yeah. believe all of those things, but people need to know where you're coming from to exactly. really understand what it means to them. Yep. So, yeah. Absolutely. I get heated. Yes. <laughs> Say that again. I said, I get heated. It's the end oh, of a yeah. very, very long day, and I was like, I'm so tired, but, like, I talk about this, and it's just, like, it's yeah, just going yeah. because, because it's so you're important. passionate about it. Yeah, because it's it is yeah. it's very important, and it's you know when you see because you know I'm like that too. When there's when I see injustice, you know injustice um, of any kind, I get heated too. Um, and so, but here's the thing though, like for me, when when it happens to me, when I see something, I say something, and I you know, and I and I'm asking you know the the higher being, my higher self, well, how can I be the change that I want to see? What can I do, you know, yeah. to help or whatever? And you know, and nine times out of ten, I'm shown away, and I and I do it. Like 
you know, because I believe it's the right thing to do, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and I see that in yeah. you. Um, I see that in you a lot. And I'm just, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big fan and um, I'm just, you know, <laughs> excited to see this kind of thing happen, seeing too much. Um, and yeah. I don't see enough of this. So that's why I'm excited about it, and I, I'm excited to see where the company is going to go, how it's growing, and the whole thing. Um, so talk to aspiring writers out there and um, authors, and mm-hmm. how can they, you know, what is the process, and how do they contact um, Row House and so on and so forth? What does that look like? Sure. Okay, so I'm really very, I'm very, very, very proud of the way that we have structured our submission guidelines. We mm-hmm. do not. We try to remove all of the gatekeeping that exists in traditional publishing, and we're trying to make okay. it even more accessible. Um, but we don't require our authors be agented. You don't have to have an agent to submit your proposal. Wow. Uh, you can yes. So you could go right to rowhousepublishing.com/submissions, okay. or you could scroll mm-hmm. to the bottom to the submissions link, and you'll see mm-hmm. all the guidelines there. You know, we like them to be nice and neat and have certain you know fonts and whatever, so it's easy for us to read. We have a lot of neurodivergent people on staff, so you know mm-hmm. systems are very important for us, including me. I have an autism diagnosis as well as OCD and ADHD. PhD. So mm-hmm. reading sometimes is a struggle for me, even as an author. I can write books, but sometimes I have trouble reading them. So we mm-hmm. have these submission guidelines. Uh, one of the changes that I'm making this week is going in with a disability um, rights advocate and someone that we have on staff at Row House, and we're going to make the, the submission guidelines even more accessible because even reading wow. the guidelines can be a challenge for some people who have wow. really incredible stories that the world needs to hear. So, yeah, we're working on it. But, yes, go to Row House. We open submissions on January 1st, uh, 2022, and um, we're really excited to read everyone's stories. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing, especially when you said that you don't need an agent. That right there. No. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I I was going to say, like, some of the best stories I know are storytellers I know from the hood and, like, no Asians trying to, like, go in. Exactly. Yeah, you got to know somebody to get an agent. That's how I got yes. my agent, you know, and that's how a lot of my friends got their agents because I introduced them to my agent. It's um, it's a really, it's a who you know game, and that just yes. isn't the way stories that are going to start and maintain revolutions need to oh get out there goodness. in the world. Oh, so, my goodness. So, okay, so let me ask you this then, um, and you may have said mm-hmm. this early on, but it can be repeated because you, I don't think you can say sure. this enough. Um, sure. So when you have a person who is a first-time author, because I know for myself, again, I'm, I dreamt it. I've, I've been a writer, like, forever, and I've always known that I was going to write a book, you know, and you know how it is. Like, you want to write a book, but you don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, in time, it comes to you like, oh, aha, this is what I want to mm-hmm. write about. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. the universe conspired and brought those people to me to help mentor me through that book. So with Row mm-hmm. House, um, do you have that kind of service? Because um, I know you said that mm-hmm. you're kind of backing off of the mentoring thing, but do you offer that to first-time authors? We Okay, so we have, for our authors who have a story that they've already pitched us or a proposal that we've already accepted, we do offer editor- editorial support through the okay. developmental stage, mm-hmm. which is very different than other publishers. Like we, I mean, some publishers do it, but they do it with a select group. We do it for all of our authors. Um, even for instance, oh, wow. we have a cookbook author that came on, and I hooked her up with 
someone that I really love and admire, Christina Kirk, who has amazing cookbooks, who's going to be mm-hmm. mentoring her through the developmental process. Uh, wow. In the very, very near future, we are partnering with my um, business partner, Kristen McGinnis's company, Story Bossing. She is a, a brilliant editor, ghostwriter, developmental editor, mm. coach, um, and we're going to be offering those services to our authors. But we do offer mentoring once you're in to, you know, once you're okay. already signed to Row House. We do mm-hmm. want to do something, an authentic writer's workshop type thing. We're, we're hosting our first book festival in Philly uh, on June 10th or Juneteenth, I'm sorry, not Juneteenth, Juneteenth of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are going to have our authors there giving seminars and workshops, and we hope to introduce our our writing workshop there too. So we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of plans. And accessible, low cost, yes. Yeah. Also, so yeah. You, I will be share. First of all, I always share, you know, my link, my uh, the links to the shows and on all of my social media. But this one right here, I am definitely like just putting it out there and putting it out there because people even come to me and they're like, "How, you know, can you help me?" Can da 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 da. And now I literally have a place to send them, <laughs> and they can listen to this podcast, you know, um, and get all of this good juicy information um, because you just. I don't know anybody else who's doing this. Um, do you? Like, I'll tell you, I, though, I really don't. you just inspire me to do something, though, because I'm going to go through my guidelines, and, and I'll tell you that our submission guidelines basically outline what a good proposal should be. We tell you how okay. many pages each thing should be, what components. Like, we really – so if you even want to, like, submit a book proposal to somebody else, just, like, hit us up on our submission page, and, like, you'll see. But I, what I want to do tonight to make it even more accessible after we record this so it'll be ready when people, like, go to see it, um, mm-hmm. I want, I'm going to add my actual book proposals that got me deals with Hay House. So you will see wow. what my book proposals were. So you'll be able to download them and use them as a template because Hay House for many years, I'm not sure if they still do anymore. They probably shouldn't because, you know, <laughs> the relationship right. is a little bit tense. But they used my uh, proposal for You Have Four Minutes to Change Your Life as the example in their writer's workshop. So that was the proposal, like V1. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to upload those so that people can download them and see what a, a good proposal oh should look goodness. like and use that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, my. See, didn't I tell you guys at the beginning of this podcast when I was introducing her that she is phenomenal? <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, really I love is. people, and, and I love, no, listen, phenomenal sees phenomenal. Like, we, you right. called me, we had that conversation before this, this episode, we had a little pre-talk, and I was crying. I was oh. so blessed to have that conversation that day. Oh. It was really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and um, well, creative. You know, we're both um, creative beings and um, visionaries, and. But uh, more importantly, the thing that draws me um, to people like yourself is your authenticity. And I, I don't know if I had time enough to share this on our little conversation or not, but, you know, when you walk in your, your – when you're true to yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the universe is going to bring people that, uh, that, that emulate you. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. attracts mm-hmm. like. And the people yeah. in your life right now who have come, and it's not even, this is, this is just the beginning for you. And you, you know this, right? This is just the beginning. And like you said, look at all so. the donations <laughs> and things that have come in, Rebecca, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're going to continue to come. And yeah, so trust I and believe, believe so. when I t- 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to do what I can to just continue to, you know, help um what, whatever I can do. Um when people ask me, I'm like, "Nope, here go listen to this podcast or go to this website. These guys are amazing." Um even people who want, may want to donate, you know, and that's another thing, listeners. Um they're still looking for donations. Um so tell us we about are. that. What can they do? Yeah, tell, talk about that a little bit. So we are accepting donations in any amount. Um, we have all of our pay links up on our Instagram that you can link through rowhousepublishing.com. In addition to that, uh, we are accepting investors up until December 31st, and you can invest for as little as $300, become an investor owner in Row House. It's really important that we have you know, regular folks um, you know, be holding us accountable, being a part of this mission with us. And we, at this point, we wanted to raise $900,000 this year. And right now, as I'm speaking to you, we are $17,000 from goal. We had $100,000 coming wow. today. So look at that. we're doing it. <laughs> we're doing you it. <laughs> are doing it. Yes, yeah. you are. And I am just so excited. I mean, I am really excited. So I'm looking at the time, and I just cannot even believe, like, you know, where the time is right now because I could, you know, talk to you forever because there's some really, really good stuff. Um, and you said that and, – and listen, ladies and gentlemen, she's doing this while raising five children, like yeah, five kids, you know. A lot of kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot, <laughs> but, you know, that's a job. With a one child is a job. What? It is. So that mm-hmm. that right there, and I tell people all the time, especially when I'm talking to mothers who, who work and are out here and they're doing whatever, being a mom, in my opinion, being a mom is the hardest job on the planet. Like anybody can go out and work a nine-to-five job, and I've said this a lot. You can go out and learn a skill and, and, and work that skill, but being a mother, <laughs> that right there is is the most rewarding thing that I've ever done in my whole entire life. I mean, and I've done a lot, but that mom thing mm-hmm. right there, and 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 being a mother can be a very thankless job too, you know. But and kids it don't recognize mm-hmm. it until they get older, and it's like, oh, mom, you know. But it's like, okay, yeah, but do you know what you put me through <laughs> to get to this point, mm-hmm. you know? So my hat's mm-hmm. off to you in that regards, too. Just, you know, you're just doing it all. And I just admire and appreciate you so much. And so my very Thank last you. thing before I let you go, um, which I hate to do, but I'm going to, um, before you <laughs> just, like, say, Lisa, I got to go. I'm done talking to you. Um, do you have <laughs> any words of wisdom or advice that you would like to leave the listeners before we go? I'd really love to talk to the aspiring authors, the people out there that have stories to tell and they, they're not mm-hmm. sure how to tell it. I would challenge, especially if you're like struggling, like, what do I have to say? I always ask my authors four questions, um, but the last two are really the most important. And they are, how do you want the per- a person to feel when they're reading your story or your mm-hmm. instruction or whatever? How do you want them to feel? And then the last question is all about impact. What do you want them to know for sure? So they mm-hmm. close your book, they put it down. What is so important for someone to know for sure? And that will really mm-hmm. guide you in telling your story and what's important to say. And that's what makes your book relatable and marketable and, and all of those other really great things that change people's lives and get, you know, to the most people possible. So, you know, work on those things and, and know that your story is unique because it's and important because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be here, right? Absolutely. So. That is great. 
Did you guys hear that? That is absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much again, Rebecca, for joining us. Um, I really appreciate you. And hopefully one day next year in the future, you can come back and share with us again. Um, and I'm going to look forward to that as I'm well. I'm here. So. <laughs> I really appreciate you. Thank you. And if you want, um, you know, you don't have to hang up because I'm going to, you know, do this little thing that I usually do at the end. And if you have to go, that's fine, too, because it'll be in the recording. But once again, thank you so much much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Happy holidays to you. You too. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're down to that part of the show where I want to leave you with this. As I stated earlier, a quote from the late Dr. Martin Luther King, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. I can't stress enough how profound this statement is. We die over and over and over again when we just sit by and allow injustice to happen right in front of us. We die when we have a dream inside of us that remains unfulfilled due to fear. We allow fear to stop us from moving forward in doing what's right, speaking out and speaking up for those who may not be able to speak up for themselves. But the saddest thing that kills us slowly on a daily basis is not following through with what is in the very fiber of our being, allowing our souls to continually cry out for some type of release from being held in bondage by our own fears. Dr. King also said that we don't need to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step towards what you want. Take that first step towards what's in your heart. If you take the first step, The universe will handle it from there. The acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. So fear forward. Don't allow fear to freeze you out of your dream. Is it scary doing something that you've never done before? Hell yes, it is. But how bad do you want what you want? There's a story that I want to share with you that fits in perfectly with what I'm conveying to you. How much do you want what you want? A young man asked Socrates how he could get wisdom, and Socrates replied, come with me. He took the lad to a river, pushed the boy's head under the water, held it there until the boy was gasping for air, then relaxed and released his head. When the boy regained his composure, he asked him, what did you desire most when you were underwater? I wanted air, said the boy. Socrates said to him, when you want wisdom as much as you wanted air, when you were immersed in the water, you will receive it. So how bad do you want what you want? Do you want it more than the air you breathe? Are you allowing your fears to keep you right where you are and are content with living a mediocre life? Are you afraid of what other people are thinking about the choices that you make regarding your own life? So if you answered yes to any of or all of the questions, I am going to leave you with one of my favorite poems of all time. It's not the first time I've read this poem on here, and I guarantee you won't be the last, but every now and then we need to be reminded of just how fabulous we are. Our Deepest Fear by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. 
We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God, and your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So become the miracle worker that you are by allowing yourself to be free of the I am not worthy mindset or of being afraid of how other people may view you and your life choices. This is your dream. This is your life. These are your unique gifts that you came into this realm with. God gave you these gifts to share with the world, and if God led you to it, God will see you through it. So that concludes our show for this evening. I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us for the year of 2021. A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me and to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, a big, big thank you to Rebecca for taking the time to share a big part of your journey and your wisdom with us. We are eternally grateful for you. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration and leave a message to let us know you stopped by. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101 and follow us on Twitter at least 101. That's L-Y-S-E 101. Make sure you come back and tune in on Monday at 6.30 Eastern Standing Standard Time where I will post one of my previous shows for you to listen to. And always remember, folks, that real power comes from knowledge because knowledge is power. And when we know better, we do better. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning into Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Happy holidays, and have a safe and happy new year. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.